That would be absolutely correct. It is uh, 7.06 here. The Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour is just getting underway. A little under an hour you have to uh, have your opinion and get some questions answered. Do that via the phone lines, 416-870-6400-640 on sale. You also have the option of one 225 talk That is toll-free. Lots of stuff to get through tonight. We'll uh, We'll try to get to some of your emails. And as far as topics are concerned in between the phone calls, you must do something about it when all these talking points are on the way very shortly. So make sure you stick around for the duration and uh, learn something. Indeed. Uh, first so week that was, pal, what, uh, what's going on in your world? Hey, uh, Johnny. Uh, great uh, evening. Good time to be sp- talking about employment law and workplace rights and hopefully answer a lot of questions, making feel people feel good about their workplace issues. Uh, a shout-out to my uh, buddy Carl uh, listening to us right now in the car and to everyone out there who wants uh, to know more about their workplace rights. Take advantage of, your situ- of us being here. Take advantage of us being ready, willing, and able to answer your workplace questions. Call us right now. Maybe you had a bad day. Your boss did something or they told you, change. Changes are coming. Well, if that's what's happening, not a problem. There's things you need to know, things you can do. Don't hesitate to uh, to call us right now. And if you want to talk to me off air, I spend all my time when I'm not on air answering questions. Not a problem. Uh, give me a call. Give me or send me an email. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But Johnny, a week there was a couple of situations that came across my desk very recently. Uh, first one, actually, uh, interesting situation, although not the first time I've dealt with it. Uh, I got a call from a lady who has been <laughs> suffering literally in the workplace, and she has because two of her colleagues use a lot of perfume. Huh. And uh, they, they've been using a lot of perfume, and, and it's been making her physically ill. Uh, she's she's tried to do all kinds of things to, to get like air freshener around her workstation, a fan, uh, but but apparently the the scent is so strong and that she gets a terrible headache. She 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 feels like choking. She had to leave work early a few times because of that, uh, and it's been very very bad. So what uh, what she did was she talked to her boss and they didn't really do anything about it. She talked to the office manager. Nothing was done. So she called me today. And said, "Is this just something that I have to take? Is this just something that I have to tolerate?" Well, here's what I told her to do. I told her to go to her doctor and get a note from a doctor confirming that this has a negative impact on her health, that it's causing her headaches, uh, choking, etc. Why? Now, why did I do that? Not because this is a duty to accommodate issue. Why? Because it gives her uh, her uh, situation credibility if a doctor says that. Now. An employer has an obligation to try to make a work, a work environment workable. He has an uh, obligation to make a work environment tolerable. So this is a nuisance. This is not a big issue. So it's easy to fix. So if an employer doesn't fix it, and because of that makes their work, the employee's work environment difficult, that could be a constructive dismissal. So you heard me right. The fact that these individuals are wearing a lot of perfume. It's making this particular person sick, and the company is not doing anything about it could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. Now, keep in mind, John, I'm not saying that every time someone has an issue, the employer has to act. If she said, well, I don't like the, the, the color of the paint on the wall. It's making me feel dizzy, so repaint the office. No, an employer wouldn't have to go to that, that extent. No. But when it's an easy problem to fix, and by fixing it, you can make your employees' work environment uh, more manageable, yeah, you should be doing it. And if you don't, yeah, that could be a constructive dismissal. So remember, if you're dealing with a workplace issue that can be resolved, that makes your life better, that, because otherwise it's more difficult to continue working, 
And if your employer won't do it, you may be in a constructive dismissal situation. If you're ever in that situation, you know what to do. Give me a call. And that number, by the way, uh, when we're not on the air at any time, 1-855-821-5900. I mean, I can't see any employer. This, Like you said, this is low-hanging fruit. It's so easy to fix. They would be silly to ignore this and get themselves into a constructive dismissal situation for this one. It's just not worth it. It really isn't. It really isn't. And, and I don't know why they wouldn't do it. I guess it's just you know more comfortable not to have to say something to someone, but it, it's silly. They should be doing it. So I'm, gonna, I'm hoping that once she gives them the doctor's note, John, they'll do something about it. But if they don't, yeah, she has a decision to make. Does she continue wow. working in that situation or does she call it quits, treat it as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance? 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. What else you got happening? So I spoke with a, a lady who was actually calling on behalf of her husband, and she told me that her husband uh, yesterday had uh, uh, gone, you know, this is a company he's worked in for a while, and she'd, he'd gone into a verbal argument uh, with his boss. He, he raised his voice and even swore at the boss. Yeah. Uh, he calmed down immediately, and he apologized at the, at the time for this incident. Well, he was sent home, and to this morning when he came in, guess what? They told him, sorry, you're gone. After what happened yesterday, uh, out you go. We're terminating you. And needless to say, they said that there's cause. In other words, not only are you gone, we're not going to pay you any severance. Yep. So she called on his behalf, and she wanted to know, is this cause? You know, he, he did make a mistake. He did something he shouldn't have done yesterday. He, he recognized that. He apologized, apologized for it. Is that cause? Well, John, we touched on this topic before. It's not cause. Listen, let's be clear. He shouldn't have got into an argument. He shouldn't have sworn at his boss. Of course not. Not even a question. But the issue is whether that is cause. Is that bad enough to rise to the level of cause? And it's not. No. It's a one-time incident. It's not an incident you can't uh, or get past. Remember, it's very difficult to terminate for cause. It's not enough to show that he did something wrong, which he did. It's not enough. You have to show that what he did is just so bad or that it happened so frequently that there's just nothing that you can do short of terminating him for cause. So this is a termination without cause, and he's owed his full severance. He's been there for 15 years. You could easily be looking at 18 months of severance. So I wanted to remind everyone, employees and employers, even if you did something like swearing at your boss, I don't want you to do that ever, ever, ever. But if it happens, heat of the moment, we're all human. It doesn't mean that that is cause. It does not mean you could be terminated without compensation. It is extremely difficult to do that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Now is the time to make your phone calls. Ask about something that has to do possibly with your workplace or calling on behalf of a friend or a uh, family member that is just as cool. would love to talk to you for the remainder of the time here. You must do something about it when. That's a, that's a pretty hefty headline, right? <laughs> It is. And and what we want to touch on here are situations that if you find yourself in those situations, if you find those things happening to you, you can't ignore them. You can't just sit back and say, well, I'm sure things will get better. You have to do something about it or else you're going to be compromising your legal rights. So not only am I going to identify those situations uh, that you have to uh, do something I can't ignore, I'll also tell you what you need to do about it and why. So these are important. You may find yourself. These are not uh, weird or rare situations. These are fairly common situations. If you find yourself in those situations, you'll know what to do. You'll know not to ignore them. First one here, you must do something about it when, despite your good performance, your employer puts you on a performance improvement plan. A performance improvement plan or or gives you a, a negative uh, feedback or some sort of a disciplinary letter 
if it's not justified, you have to do something about it. Now, listen, yeah. if it's justified, you, you, you're not doing a good job, you did something wrong, you feel it's justified, the only thing you can do, of course, at that point is try to do better, try to improve, no problem. But if it's not justified, if they're alleged that you've done something wrong, then you didn't. If they've alleged that your performance is not good, then you feel that you've done what you're supposed to. You can't ignore it because if you ignore it, it's the same as saying, I agree. It's the same as saying, I accept. And if you accept it later on, you're going to make it easier for the company to terminate your employment. Don't do that ever. So what do you do instead? You tell them what actually happened. Yeah. You write back in writing. It has to be in writing. And in writing, you tell them, here's why I don't agree. Here's what actually happened. Here's what you need to know. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's okay to say that. You don't have to be shy. You don't have to hold back. Don't be rude, of course. Don't be aggressive, but tell them. Because once you do that, you're going to make it so much more difficult for the company to, to rely on it. They're going to have to consider it. They're going to have to rethink what they've said and done. They can't just necessarily terminate your employment. So if you're getting a performance improvement plan and it's not justified, say something in writing. Explain why it's not justified. Give them the facts. Give them any supporting documents or supporting evidence that you have. Preserve your rights. Don't give up on those rights. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and 1-888-225-TALK. That is toll free. We'll get to the uh, the phone calls for the uh, the evening. Joseph, good evening. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay. I, I put in an application uh, for uh, refuge, not refugee, uh, application for uh, to get a permanent status here, right? And at the beginning, it didn't, uh, the web page didn't work, so I asked to get, I wanted to pay the whole thing at once. And then uh, they couldn't, I guess the web page didn't work because there's only one way to pay it, and it's through the web page. You can't pay in cash or money order or nothing. So I go, okay, I'll pay it through the web page. But you only pay, he gave me another web page that is $490, okay. But I read the policy, and the policy says all you have to do is pay 75 to start it off. You can pay the rest at the end, but I wanted to pay everything at the beginning. And Joseph, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to help you with that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to be able to help you in, in disputes ish between you and employers in issues to deal with employment law. I, you know, I really don't know what to tell you about the, the website and the payment. Uh, you know, this may yeah, be something. My, you, no, no, but they have my money, and then they're saying I have to reapply and everything. <laughs> That's an employer. I don't know. Who, who has your money? The employer, because I already the, paid it off. You. But you're trying to get a work permit, so is the, the employer has your money or the government has your money? The government has my money. Okay, so That's you're right. I mean, it's the government has your money. You, you probably want to uh, contact someone at the, at the office in the, in the big bureaucracy of our government, see if they can help you. Uh, not, not much I'm going to be able to talk to you. Worst case scenario, you may want to talk with an immigration lawyer if that's what you want to do. Give me a call off here. I'll be able to connect you with a colleague that de with deals with immigration issues, and perhaps she has uh, some ideas to help you. Appreciate the call, uh, Joe. Moving on here, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. If you'd like to call in and get something uh, on base when it comes to your job, your employment, uh, your severance for that matter, that's the type of things we're going to be uh, answering here on the show each and every week. Uh, you must do something about it when your employer starts taking away responsibilities or changes hours of work. Got to watch those ones. That is 
probably th- of the list we're going to go through, probably the biggest one when it comes to things that you shouldn't be sitting on, you can't ignore. If your employer changes the terms of your employment, your job duties, your job responsibilities, God forbid they change your pay, you can't just ignore it. Now, you may want to be the good soldier, and right. I get that. Right? You may want to say, I'll, I'll be a good team player. I'll take one for the team and you know, just uh, continue working. And that's, that's good. That's admirable. But the problem with that is that by doing that, you're actually opening it, the door for it happening again and again and again. And the next time it happens, you won't be able to do anything about it because you let the company do it the first time. So when it comes to changes to the terms of your employment, you can't sit on those. You can't ignore those. You have to think long and hard about taking one for the team, okay? So the best thing to do is tell your employer you don't agree. Tell your employer that that's not acceptable. Oftentimes, they'll, they'll, they'll back off. If they don't, if they implement changes, you have a choice to make. You can accept those changes. As I said, be the good soldier, understanding the risk of doing that. Or you can say, no, I'm not accepting that. I'm going to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. If your job has changed, your hours were changed, and you accept it, you've given them the right to do it again. That's why you can't ignore it. That's why you can't just uh, say, well, I'm sure things will be fine in the future. They may not be. In fact, it could get a lot worse. If you're not sure what to do, if you think it's a constructive dismissal, you want to pursue it, you know what to do. You call me, you email me, and we'll talk about it. Short break right here, then we'll get right back into a chance for you to uh, grab that phone and make a phone call and get your uh, questions answered for sure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It is 719 right here on your Wednesday evening, Employment Hour on Global News Radio. You betcha, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell or one triple eight two two five talk That is toll-free. Email address uh, anytime is help at employmenthour.com. And you're often wondering, how do I get a hold of your when you guys aren't uh, on the air? That's simple as well. You want to write this down, one 821 5900 You must do something about it when. That's we're going through that list tonight. Next one is this. After a few years on the job, your employer asks you to sign, uh-oh, that new employment agreement. Run. John, I had a matter actually uh, this morning with uh, a gentleman exactly in that situation. He had worked for a company for, it was under a year, and all of a sudden company comes to him and a couple other colleagues, we want you to sign a new employment agreement. And this guy was, he hadn't heard the show, but he was worried about it. And he told the company what what gives. And he was told, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, it's it, it's fine. We're literally just putting in writing what your rights are in any event. Well, sure enough, that was nonsense. That employment agreement limited his entitlements, his future severance entitlements significantly. So let's make it very, very clear. If you're already working and now your employer wants you to sign an employment agreement, that is bad. That is never good. It doesn't matter what your employer tells you. That's not good. And what one of the things I almost can assure you an employment agreement like that does is it limits your future severance entitlements. It could cost you tens of thousands of dollars yeah. at some point. I can almost guarantee that. And other things it could do. You know, this is just one example. There's probably three or four bad things uh, that it can do. So if you just say, well, you know, I'll just sign it because, you know, it's, it's my salary is the same as it is and they're not changing my vacation. So what's the problem? I'm going to sign it. Uh-uh. No, you can't and you shouldn't. 
if you do, you may be giving up on your uh, entitlements in the future. It can, can cost you a lot of money that you'd otherwise be owed. You can and you should say no. You cannot be fired for saying no. You cannot be punished for saying no. You absolutely should say no. Now, in some situations, your employer is going to say, hey, good news. We're going to give you a pay raise. We're going to increase your pay by a buck an hour. And by here, sign this agreement. And you may be tempted. Well, I want my dollar an hour. And, and yeah. you have to make a decision. But if that dollar an hour cost you $50,000 at some point, it probably is not worth it. So you want to be very careful. If you're not sure what the agreement does, if you're not sure if you should sign, you want to reach out to me, you want to call me, send me a copy, I'll tell you. But in most cases, 99 out of 100 cases, when the company and employer comes to you, once you're already working and, want, and ask you to sign an employment agreement, that is bad news. You can't ignore it. You can't just sign it and forget about it. If you don't care about it now, Trust me, you'll care about it later. And if if you do end up signing it, but they don't give you something for it, is it even legally binding at that point? So the, uh, an employer that's not very wise or sophisticated is simply going to say, oh, I'm going to have him sign an agreement that's going to be good enough and I'm not going to give him anything. Right. Well, the, the, the nice thing for employees, if you just sign an agreement and you're not getting anything in return, anything new, then it's arguably not even enforceable. And by something new, I mean a pay raise, extra vacation, a signing bonus, something new. You have to get something in return for signing the agreement or it's not enforceable. Uh, but a lot of employers are wiser than that. And they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll give you a $500 signing bonus or we'll give you a, a 50 cent pay raise or we'll give you an extra day vacation this year, whatever it is. And, yo, oh, that's great. I want that. So, yeah, where do I sign? No, please don't do that. Not so fast. It could be hugely problematic. It benefits yeah. the employer. Don't give up your rights by signing an employment agreement when you don't have to. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Still time for you to call in and ask your questions for the remainder of the show here tonight. one 225 talk That number is toll free. You must do something about it when you've asked your employer to investigate sexual harassment by a coworker, but nothing has been done. And by the way, we, we said uh, sexual harassment, but it doesn't have to be sexual harassment. It could be other types of harassment, non-sexual harassment. Your employer has a legal obligation to investigate. Okay, so you may say, well, we asked them to do something about it. Uh, well, they didn't. Well, I guess there's nothing I can do. No, your legal rights are, your, your right is to have your employer investigate, to take it seriously, and then ultimately to take measures to rectify it, to take measures to make it go away, make the harassment go away. It's in our Human Rights Code. It's in our, the Occupational Health and Safety Act, uh, etc. Your employer has to do that. So oftentimes employers don't appreciate that. They may say, well, you know, it's it's between you and someone else. Uh, you guys deal with it. Uh-uh. No. It is the employer's problem. It is something that the employer has to deal with it and take it seriously. And if you don't push them, then you're going to find that the situation gets worse. You're going to find that the harassment continues. It's going to be very difficult to, to come into work. I've seen, or I've sport, personally spoken to dozens and dozens of people where things got so bad that they had to go off on a stress leave, uh, on a medical leave for a long time. Don't let that happen to you. Your health is more important than that. Deal with your employer. Get them to do what they're supposed to. And if despite your efforts, they won't. They're not fixing the problem. They're not taking it seriously. They're not looking into it properly. Reach out to me. Let me either give them a kick in the pants or get you out of there with compensation. Don't ignore it. If you do, you're going to pay for it later. I've seen it happen. Don't let that happen to you. 
You must do something about it when. Now, this one we've done complete shows on, and that is you're being offered a job as a quotation science here, independent contractor, but <laughs> you know that you're not one. Well, when do you know you're not one? You know you're not one when you're accepting a job, okay? When you're accepting a job. You're gonna, you know, if you're calling your buddy and say, hey, I, I just got a new job offer, well, if that's those are the words that you're saying, you are an employee at law. It doesn't matter if the job, quote unquote, is an independent contractor because you're being misclassified and you, you can't just, well, I'm not going to say you can't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't start working as an independent contractor when you're not. And, and there's several reasons. One of them is the fact that you may get into trouble with uh, our friends at the CRA later. Yeah. If you're treating yourself as an independent contractor and paying taxes in, as an independent contractor, but you're really an employee, well, guess what? If you're ever audited, CRA is going to say, ah, no, no, that was wrong. You owe us back taxes and interest and penalties, etc. Bad place to be in. If you're agreeing to that, you're also agreeing to give up all your employment rights potentially. So don't do that. If you're an employee and you know you're going to be an employee, talk to your employer. Explain that it makes sense for you to be hired as an employee. If they won't do that, if they insist on you being an independent contractor, make the decision as to whether that's something you want to do if you're going to accept that job in any event. So, yeah, I know I'm not really an independent contractor, but I need the work, so I'm accepting it. Remember that if and when you are let go, if that ever happens, because you're an employee all along, you would be owed severance. So at that point, it's still not too late to deal with it and get you the severance that you're owed. I've personally represented hundreds of people over the years that, quote, unquote, were independent contractors, but they were really employees. They were owed severance. And because of that, uh, they, they, they got paid what they were owed. Getting misclassified happens all the time. Happens to marketing people, happens to executives, happens to truck drivers, happens to people working at uh, massage therapy places, happens to many people. It may well happen to you. You may well be in that situation right now that you are actually being misclassified. So if I'm listening to this now, it's like, man, I've been, this sounds like me, but I've been doing this as an independent contractor for 20, 25 years. Do I want to take the lid off that pot? Yeah, and you, you have to make that decision. You're right. You may yeah. not. You may say, I, I want to just continue working. I don't want to rock the boat too much. And, you know, I've been paying my taxes for 20 years. Do I want to mess with that? And you may say, no, I'll just continue doing it. And that's fine. That's a decision, even though yeah. it is an illegal arrangement. But what you should absolutely not do is give up on your severance if the company lets you go. If you have a regular job, you go to work, you come home, you come back the next day, do the same thing, you are an employee. And yes, I, I, I'm actually uh, scheduled to speak later this week with someone that has been doing this for 25 years, there based on the email that he sent me, and quote unquote, they called him an agent. Nonsense. Oh. He was uh, working full-time exclusive, exclusively for them for 25 years. John, how much severance do you think he's going to get? Uh, he's going to get probably two. Two years pay. Yep. Absolutely. Two years. Yep. And by the way, out of the goodness of their heart, they said they're going to give him eight weeks. Uh -huh. uh, so yeah. because, because he's an agent, not an employee. It's silly. And, and as silly as that is, it happens all the time. If you're ever in that situation, you know what to do. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Getting your phone calls here in just a minute. Jim, I see you there. Hang on. We'll get to you. Um, Got to get to this one, too. You must do something about it when you're laid off after, say, uh, I don't know, a major surgery. And despite the boss promising full-time work upon your return, mm -mm. Happens all the time. Yeah. And I, I see this very often. If you had a surgery or any medical procedure, you've been off for medical reasons. doesn't matter. Even if there was no medical procedure, 
And all of a sudden, uh-uh, there is no job. Well, wait a second. You can't assume that that's right. In most cases, that is wrong. You can't be fired because you took a medical leave. You can't be fired because you were sick or you had the surgery or what have you. That is a human rights violation. If the termination had nothing at all to do with it, maybe they shut down the department, okay, that's fine. You're still owed severance, of course, but it's not illegal. But in many situations, John, the termination itself would be illegal, and that's not something that's right. It's a human rights violation. If that happens to you, you want to reach out to me. There's not much you're going to be able to do on your own, but you have to stand up for your rights. Let me help you because you could have significant entitlements there. You should be hired back, brought back to work after a medical leave. Slide over to the uh, the phone calls here. Hey, Jim, thanks for for calling in tonight. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing all right. You know, this this couldn't have taken... Uh, place at a better time for me tonight. Cool. Uh, about two hours ago, I was actually hauled into our, my boss's boss's boss, his office, and okay. where he demanded a note from my doctor indicating why I was off, um, wanting to know the cause and the prognosis, and if it wasn't detailed enough, I was going to be fired. Even then, I was probably still going to lose my job anyway. Even even if you brought that note? Yes. How long have you been off? Um, well, I was only off um, sporadically. I'm, I, I suffer from a bit of a mental illness. I, I get depressed, and I'm on antidepressants, and they, they wear me out. Okay. Um, I had a note originally saying that, you know, this is what I'm on. This is, and so subsequently they, they wrote me up for missing too much time and then put me on a final. And then today I got hauled into the office and was told that, um, yeah, if uh, you can't provide me an adequate enough reason to keep you, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, and if, those, if that isn't detailed enough in your letter coming back to me, that you will be fired. I understand. Okay. So I want you to pay close attention. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. But just like before I do that, uh, are you part of a union? No. Okay, good. So I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. The first thing I want you to do, I want you to do this as, as soon as you, you, you get home tonight, is I want you to send an email, very nice email, uh, to this boss's boss's boss, uh, saying that, uh, that you, you have been off for medical reasons and that you're going to be getting them a note from your doctor as soon as you can, that it may take you a couple of days because you, know, you can't just get an appointment uh, tomorrow necessarily, uh, and, and you're going to provide that as soon as possible. So... It has, again, a couple of points that email has to say. Confirming that you were off for medical reasons, number one, and number two, that you will get him a doctor's note. So so send that email. Then uh, make an appointment, get to see your doctor, provide the company with a doctor's note. Now, the only thing that this doctor's note needs to say is that you've been off for medical reasons. It does not need to give the reason. Whether it's uh, mental issues or you had a bad back, it does not matter. The only thing that matters is that you, you, there was legitimate medical reasons. Your doctor should not, under any circumstances, say what those are. Now, the other thing your doctor may want to say is that there may be instances in the future that you have to do that again uh, so that they know, so they're not taken by surprise. So get that doctor's note. It's not going to be hard to do. Now, once you give them that doctor's note, you are fully protected. You have this dome of protection around you. They cannot fire you. They cannot say that note is not good enough. If they do, it's a huge problematic human rights violation for them. It's illegal. They cannot do that. 
So it's a simple doctor's note. It could be two lines. It doesn't need to be a whole letter. So you send that email tonight, and you get a doctor's note as soon as you can. Hopefully you can see your doctor uh, fairly quickly. And if they do anything, anything to you after you provided that note, I want you to call me. Okay, yeah, because when I he, – he kind of went off on this rant, and then mm. the HR manager kind of spoke up and said – um, well, we can't ask him for that. But at that point, I've already been threatened, right? And it's, it, it, was, it was very uneasy for me at that point. I, I understand. I understand. I still want you to do what I said because they may well. This guy seems like he's a bit of a loose cannon. He may decide to fire you. I can physically stop him from doing that, but I can definitely, definitely make sure that if he does do that, it's going to have significant consequences and there's going to be some significant compensation that they're going to have to pay you. So I, I know it's, it's not appropriate to feel threatened. I'm going to ask you to try to kind of get past that, send that email, and get that doctor's note, the simple doctor's note. doesn't matter to me what your, your boss's boss's uh, person there wants. It's a question of what you have to provide, and you should provide a doctor's note. It is appropriate to ask you to provide a doctor's note to, to justify your absence, yeah. but it has to be a very simple note confirming medical reasons and ideally something that says that this may happen again. Which is what I already did for the time that I was off. Oh, you've provided that note? I, I provided this note already once um, for the time that I was off. For, for, for the most recent days that you've missed? Well, no, that, that's not what he's on about. What he's on about is... He, He's after because he says you've missed so many days. I want an explanation as to why you were off of these other days, and this it's all covered under that. So, so are you saying that every single day that you've missed has been covered by a doctor's note that you provided already? Yes. And that doctor's note simply what did it say? Um, it said that uh, I couldn't work extended hours and that I was going through a medical treatment. Okay, but it didn't say that you've missed work on these dates because of that. No, it didn't. It did, but it, it, it said, you know, it just kind of encompassed it. So so let's get a bit more specific with that note. Let's say, you know, uh, that uh, Jim missed work on these dates, you know, on, on August this and September that for medical reasons. Have, have them say that specifically. Okay. And, and once you do that, honestly, you have that dome of protection. They cannot do anything. And if they do haul you into another meeting after that and threaten you, you call me. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the call. Uh, nicely done. It was a smart phone call for sure. You'll want to reach out afterwards, which I know you will. It's going to be one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, Jim, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com. That's how simple the email is. Uh, it's amazing. Employers don't get it through their head. They just, you know, everyone wants to know what's wrong with you. Yeah, I, I, I literally, I, I had last night around 9 o'clock an email from someone saying the same thing, that their doctor, their, their employer uh, is insisting on knowing what the medical issue is and, in fact, provided them, okay, so let me, let me tell you the story, provided them with the form to fill out, for the doctor to fill out that specifically, specifically asked for what, what the medical condition is and what the treatment is. Wow. Now, you may think, okay, this is a, a small, ignorant yeah. employer that did this. This employer, John, was a bank. Ooh. One of the big banks. I'm not going to say who, of course, but one of the big banks. So you think they would know better, yeah. and they should know better. And, and that form, it's in writing. I had it in front of me saying, no, no, you need to tell us, doctor, exactly what, uh, what the condition is. No, illegal, can't happen. You shouldn't ask that. You don't have a right for it. And if, if you try to penalize someone for not providing that information, that is absolutely illegal. 
bounce back over this, and that is the things you must do when it's about to happen. And this is a, this is a big one here. Uh, you're staring at a severance letter. Your employer should tell you. Your employer says, ah, you know what? It's a great offer. Trust me. It's, an, it's a fantastic <laughs> offer. In fact, have it back to us by Friday at 5 if you could, and we'll just we'll just get this thing rolling. It's fine. Don't worry good. about it. Yeah, no, you're good. Trust me. No, no, no. Nope. You don't trust anyone. It, it is your responsibility, okay? The employee terminated it's your responsibility to make sure that you get what you're owed it's not your employer's responsibility to to tell you whether that is everything that you're owed you need to ensure that so what do you do you go to severancepaycalculator.com you call me you email me and you find out the reason for that over 90 percent of the time over 90 percent of people when they're let go and they're told oh yeah this is a great offer not only is it not a great offer it's not even close not even close. We're talking it being 20% of what it actually should be. So don't let that happen to you. Don't believe your employer. If you do later on, when, when you do happen to go to severancepaycalculator.com and you realize, holy cow, they owed me another $45,000, it's going to be too late to do something about it. So probably the main time when you have to get advice. You call me, you don't like me, you call another employment lawyer, you go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out what you're owed. I can almost guarantee you're owed more. Okay, we know that uh, we know that deadline's BS. So why do employers still insist on putting that at the bottom of your letter? It's a pressure tactic, and it's actually an effective pressure tactic huh. because a lot of people are going to see a letter on the company's letterhead saying, "Here's what we're offering you," but this offer goes away Friday at five. Holy cow! A lot of people are going to be very intimidated by that and think, "I better accept this or else." Well, the problem with that, as you know, and we've talked on the show, that deadline is meaningless. Your rights don't expire Friday at 5 or any other time. You have two years to pursue those rights. So think about a situation where you're owed a certain amount of money. The company is offering you 30% of that and saying you better accept this by Friday. Well, don't do that. Don't accept it. It's a pressure tactic. It's not something that matters. Uh, you can ignore it. I'm, I'm on the radio speaking, giving you permission to ignore that deadline. Get to uh, Richard here quickly. An email says, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. Very difficult decision for me because I've been with a company for 10 years that I'm currently with. What do I need to watch out for when I sign my new employment agreement? Well, you're a very smart question uh, for, for Richard and definitely have to look at that employment agreement. Uh, if you're being recruited, you do not want to agree to a term in the employment agreement that limits your future severance. You also don't want to agree to a term in the employment agreement that puts you on probation. Why accept a job just to go on probation? You don't want to do anything like that, something that allows the company to change your job, change your role. Be careful. Be smart. Have me take a look at the agreement if you want. Don't just sign it. Uh, I'm going to get Mike in here quickly before we wrap. Mike, thanks for calling in. How are you? Oh, good. Great. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. For, uh, I'll be quick. I'm pretty experienced at this and a long-time listener. And, uh, okay. Thanks. Shout out to Lior again for uh, great public service. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, i got a buddy who got canned from the same company I got canned from a long time ago, like, like, like $40 billion company, major corporation, Guy had a long, uh, a long-standing employment, like say 17 years, very high-level position. Uh, he, uh, he, he, he took a very bad uh, short-term disability. He had to go to Europe, mortgage his house for uh, wow. sur surgery. To uh, like, he really checked it out, and he, he wound up relatively, you know, handicapped. But he really wanted to go back to work, so. They took him. He could have gone on LTD forever. Like, I mean, it, it, it's it wasn't good, right? So he goes. He's like 
an engineering manager, okay? The guy's like a mini genius, all right? So he goes back, and they promptly fire him. Now, not only does he have the years, the position, and the salary, uh, they, they HR, you know, HRs are, they put the offer in front of him. I was going to say not only does he have those things, but now he's handicapped. Like, the guy can barely speak. But he, he went back to work. He was so excited. And they canned him. They gave him the usual reorganization excuse. And and then they, of course, I know how this works, because uh, I've heard you say it a million times. They told him he had 24 hours to sign. He's not mentally, like, like he was threatened. He signed it. Now, so, I'm Mike, here's, here's the thing, Mike. Just... just- just because we're, we're running out of time, let me give you my, my thoughts quickly because we have to be off, on, off air in like 20 seconds. Uh, you know that that's wrong. You know that's illegal. It, we may in these circumstances even be able to get around what he signed if he's not completely right uh, from, a, from a health and mental standpoint. I need you to, give him, to get him to give me a call. You may want to call on his behalf if he's not uh, ready to talk to me. You can't wait on this. We have to move on this quickly. There could be significant compensation that he's owed. That's a human rights violation. So have him reach out to me as soon as possible, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. We are done. Reach out one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour.com. We'll catch you on the weekend with those shows as well. Thank you for joining us. Stick around on point with Alex Pearson returns right now on Global News Radio.